0: Hello there. Welcome to another episode of The Obega's Thoughts. Remember, all that I share on here is strictly my words and my thoughts. Not taken from anyone's books or quotes. Maybe a few times I use the Bible quote, but it's not very often that I do that. How are you today? Hope you keep staying strong and positive. That's all the world needs right now—positivity. So today's topic is love. We are going to i going to share with you my thoughts on love in relationships and in marriage. If you ask me, do does love exist in relationships? My answer is no. A lot of people are going to say. I loved this boyfriend of mine, I loved my ex-fiancé, I loved, I loved, I loved. But with love, there is no past tense. Love is always in the present. Let's take that as a point. Secondly, in my opinion, I'd say... In a relationship, we feel a lot of affection, definitely. And... We also feel... I'm not not able to find my exact words because all that I say is never written down. I just talk straight from my mind. So, oftentimes you might hear me pause a little bit for the right choice of words. In relationships, I would say feelings are a thing of convenience. But we often mistake lust and affection for love. Love is way bigger than that. Let's dig deep into talking about what love truly is. This is taken from 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8. It defines love. It says, love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking love is not easily angered love keeps no record of wrongs love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth it always protects it always trusts love always hopes love always perseveres love never fails let's pause on that for a second Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy. Love does not boast, love is not proud. Love does not dishonor others, love is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered, love keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Love always protects, love always trusts, love hopes, love perseveres, love never fails. If you have these words written down in your heart or maybe someplace you can remember do you really think that if you evaluated your relationship you would see you in love? Because I do know that at some point you didn't want to forgive. At some point you have been easily angered. At some point you've lacked trust. At some point you had given up i'm talking about maybe present relationships or past relationships so how do you say i have loved this person before or i used to love you it was never love it was an arrangement it's just like an introduction in a book it doesn't talk about all the little bits and contexts of the book it just introduces you to the book so if you're saying that I used to really like this person or I really do like this person that I'm dating you're telling the utmost truth but there is no possible way you would say I was in love with this person and I'm no longer in love with them let's think about it how is love unconditional but yet when you're in a relationship, it comes with conditions. True love is unconditional. Sees no wrong. True love is love. You like you? Okay, let's put it this way, in your words, I love you only if you can work on this, 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 and that. That's the condition to love. That's not love. When you love a person, your partner, you love them just as they are. Of course, for easy, for easier, um, what how do I put it now? For easier cohabiting, you will need them to work on other things. Oh, I need you to be a little bit more patient. I need you to be a little bit cleaner. I need you to be a little bit of this and that, what have you. But you cannot put a condition on. Not unless you stop doing this thing, I cannot keep loving you. If you asked me, I would say love is in marriages, not in relationships. Marriages because most people, most couples have stood the test of time just because they would not give up on each other. They would say, divorce is not in our dictionary. That is love. Because love always protects, always loves, always hopes, always perseveres, and love never fails. That is love in marriage. In marriage, your spouse falls out of shape. They used to be skinny, and suddenly they are not. But you don't see it. Because... It is love. Everybody else says what's wrong with your partner except you. Like my spouse. Oh, I like them just as they are. That is love. The fact that you're willing to forgive easily and know that, okay, I'm not going to go anywhere. He's not going anywhere. I don't have a choice than to forgive him. That is you practicing love the sooner we realize the difference between having an affection for someone we're dating and actually being in love in marriage the sooner we draw a line in between that we'll be less frustrated at the way people treat us or we are not going to change who we are because of the network our one boyfriend or one girlfriend If you were honest with yourself and say, I didn't really love this person, but of course I have strong affection towards them. That is very valid. So I was in a relationship for about 7 years and 7 months. And I met with my friends years later after the relationship was over. And they said, Why did you stay so long? Like you must have really been in love. And it hit me. And I said, Actually... I don't think I was in love because as soon as it was over and he set me free and I felt free, I did not miss one single thing about my ex because then it just looked like I was just existing with him. I was just existing. Like I could not remember anything that I really liked to do on my own that did not have to do with him. So it became convenience, like, I don't want to start all over again with somebody else. No, I just, I'm I'm just, I'm just comfortable here. Not necessarily happy, but comfortable. And they said, are you sure? I said, yes. Because if I were in love with him, I would not have been able to love somebody else. Love is not in the past tense. Love cannot just spin around and spin over all the time just like you suddenly being a man and tomorrow you want to be a woman and next day after that you want to be a man. No. Pick a side. That's how love is. Pick one side. Who do you really want to be? So if you've loved one person, people will ask me, "Um, do you think it's possible to love more than one person? Ah, no. Unless you never loved either of them. Using the word love and understanding the word love, they're two different things. You can say it because it's easy to say it's you know it excites everyone involved. But understanding love, if you were to understand it, you will not throw your affection all over the place for just about anyone that approaches you and gives you a compliment. You will not be carried away by the fact that oh this person treats me good. Are you willing to treat him good too? You cannot be expecting of someone to be what you do not wish to be for them. For example, you cannot expect this person to love you, respect you, clean for you, take care of you, spend for you and all of that, but you are not willing to move an inch for them. No, whatever you're expecting them to do for you you should be willing to do for them don't say is this person good for me no how about ask yourself in addition to them being good for me am I good for them am I a good fit for them because a lot of men and women are good looking they have great careers but you're interested in them however they're not interested in you because when they paint their picture perfect it looks nothing like you and then you begin to wonder, why am I not good enough it 's because that position was not yours in the first place, and you cannot ask someone to love you. you cannot force someone to love you. They have to make the decision how to on whether whether they 're going to love you or not. Love is how you treat people it's how you see people it 's not really for yourself it 's for the joy of the other person so if your if your partner is showing you love by respecting you. By you know encouraging you to achieve your goals and your dreams, and you're not doing the same for that person. Not only are you selfish, you don't deserve that person. You have to be able to crown their efforts. If they're doing all those things for you, you should be able to do it as well. Don't say, Oh, it's one man's job, it's one woman's job. No, it's nobody's job. Love is love, it's, it, it doesn't have to, it's not gender related. It's not. Do not put much harm on yourself because you're using the wrong words with people you're in a relationship with. Because with love, you can't stop it. If it's there, it keeps growing you cannot suppress it because you can't exactly explain it like the feeling you can't explain it. all you know is this person is a part of my life and they're not allowed to leave crying over someone that hurts you is just you experiencing pain and showing it it does not make you love them any less because with love is not easily angered love keeps no record of wrongs love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth love always protects love always trusts. love always hopes and perseveres these are the words that make you keep going on and it's just like you doing a job that's more like an habit for you like a talent you know like singing playing the piano you do it for fun and then suddenly it becomes your job then you don't even realize that you're working you just feel like i'm getting paid for doing what i love then you can go two three days back to back and just go at it you don't feel tired that is love when you don't feel tired or drained exhausted love should not be painful if you're experiencing pain in a relationship it's not a love relationship you're not in love or they are not in love with you. Someone's inability to love you does not mean that you are unable to love them. It's a personal decision that you make on how to treat people. So the sooner we refrain from using this word, the less hurt we would feel, like I said before. Be honest with yourself. If you're not in love, don't use the word. Don't, just don't. Use the word like as many times as you want. If they feel like, oh, why is using the word like with me? Because it seems smaller than love. Let them know but the truth. When we are married, then I will show you how I love. These are just my thoughts. For me, to me, it's valid. It doesn't have to be for you too. I do wish that you look at life differently. It makes it a lot more fun and a lot more promising. It gives hope when we're using the right formulas to live our lives the way we should. And not confusing feelings and emotions and dumping everything in a basket and expecting a bloom, like a blossom, a bouquet out of it. No, you can't just dump everything in a basket and just expect what different types of seed. You have to carefully select the seeds you put in the basket of soil because you want it to blossom in the right combination of not only color but fragrance as well. You have to carefully select what you put in your heart so that it can grow love. It can grow beauty. Until next time, that's all that I have for you today. Bye! Segment to the episode you're currently listening to. So, something came to my mind, right? I briefly mentioned love in marriages, but I did not really go in depth about what I think of love in marriage. So, let's go for it. Okay, so when in a marriage you commit to you know, in sickness and in health, till they do us part. And I did mention briefly that when you're saying these vows, a lot of people just do it because society requires you to do it. You don't really mean most of those words that you say. Or maybe, just like your New Year's resolution, you forgot you said it a week after you said it. I believe everyone should be able to write down their vows it on a canvas hang it on their wall in your bedroom if it's the traditional one in the bible or if it if it's one that you just made up because at the time you wrote it you felt almost conviction that this is the person you want to spend the rest of your life with and this is the commitment that you make on the day you get uh, get married so after you've made the commitment it's a promise that you have to keep because every promise is adept so if you are going to use those big words to make a commitment the least you can do is skip it but because we are humans we tend to easily forget a lot of promises that we made so yes it's normal but doesn't mean it's okay here's my recommendation when you write down your vows, please let's get into the habit of printing it out the reason it's important is because you want to remember it you don't want to forget it you will need it almost every week because your spouse will do something that just drives you that just drives you nuts like you just want to rip out your hair off your head and you're just thinking what's going on why are you like this but because you made that commitment, you should be able to forgive. Forget and move on from it. Teach each other how to love on each other. You know? Like I mentioned briefly earlier, you have to teach people the way you want to be loved. And vice versa. You cannot impose anything on your partner that you feel they should be okay with. Maybe for example. They let me see. Okay, something easy. Your partner is not much of a foodie, you're a great chef, and you want to keep cooking. He's just going to eat it to survive. He's not going to enjoy the experience of a meal the way you expect him to. You understand? So, in my opinion, love as heavy as it can be. It's, it's, it's a heavy responsibility that you carry. It's also an empty basket. So it's like a basket that is made out of steel. It's empty. At the point when you're getting married, it's empty, but the commitment is heavy, right? You have to deposit into that basket more than you make a withdrawal. I'll say it again. That empty basket of love you committed to during your wedding. You have to deposit into it every day. And what do you deposit? Love, care, patience, sympathy, empathy, lessons, Blessings. You have to deposit into it. You know why? Because when your partner is driving you crazy, you need to make a withdrawal. You cannot withdraw the forgiveness you didn't put in the basket. You cannot withdraw the affection you didn't put in the basket. If that's making any sense to you. So, you have to work. You have to work and keep working on love. So, love is beautiful. It's no doubt beautiful. But it doesn't exactly mean it's easy. You know, I have heard some reasons why some people have called off their marriages and, oh Lord Jesus, it is ridiculous. It, they say, oh my partner is is not clean, he just does this, he presses the toothpaste in the middle. He leaves the um, counter wet. The bathroom counter leaves it wet. He it leaves his dishes in the living room, and it's driving you crazy. So, if you didn't exactly deposit patience, how are you gonna be able to deal with your partner? This I'm just using basic domestic examples here. There's a lot more things that can crash a marriage. Let's pick another one for example: money. Okay, you like your money. You like writing everything down up to the little bits. But your partner is a spender. He thinks, okay, he or she thinks, you know what? I'm going to leave a little, right? They buy expensive shoes, expensive clothes. And you're thinking, where's your savings? These are the questions you should, you should have asked yourself while you were dating, right? But because you lied to yourself that you were in love, you overlooked a lot of things back then. And now is the time to... Put into practice what you've been preaching. You can't do it. You never lived with your partner, so you didn't know that they're dirty, or you have a like um, a heavy work schedule. I have a partner that is not domestic at all. You cannot help you clean. They cannot help you cook. Someone has to run the home. So unless you have a maid service, like a company that will come clean up your house or chef that will come every week to meal prep for you, both of you will have to do it. So if you feel like your partner is not doing it, right, you'll feel the pressure. And honestly, you tell yourself, I think I was better off alone. There's a different scenario. If your partner does not know how to do it, there goes teaching in that basket i spoke of earlier you have to make a withdrawal of teaching you have to teach your partner what to do what you like how to do what you need them to do you cannot just say oh you don't know how to do these things and then you just criticize them you can't do that you shouldn't do that that's not what love is about you have to be able to teach you, you have you have to, want them to be better than you because when they're better than you, that kind of relieves pressure on you, right? But because you're the teacher, it's most likely you still be great, you know, but they're learning from you and maybe their parents, their friends, they're gathering more experiences and lessons. So yes, do not be intimidated when your partner is used to be bad and now they're good. And if you feel like I cannot teach my partner how to do anything, here's another option. Do it yourself and do not complain. I've seen few marriages where the husband does the cooking. The wife cannot even boil potatoes. The husband cooks and cleans and he's fine with it. Of course he has an 8 to 5 job, an 8 to 5 job, he does have that. But he's okay doing all of it. And the wife, maybe she's a judge, an engineer, whatever. It's like like an agreement. There isn't a particular manual to run your marriage. That's the reason I do not often read that many books. I don't want someone else's opinion based on their experience to cloud my intelligence or the information I have in my head. So in as much as I read a few times in a year, I do a lot of deep thinking by myself and if I'm still confused about something I ask my friends what do you think of a situation like this and I ask my husband what do you think because I would rather we put our own minds into use by ourselves than follow a manual of how marriage is supposed to work how finances should be in a marriage whatever works for that person might not work for you because you're dealing with two different people so as you're listening to me today You don't have to do what I said. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying, based on my deep thinking, these are the alternatives I've come up with. Pick whichever one works for you. Don't get lost in, oh, this is... That's why I realized something about counselors. They don't always tell you what to do. They'll ask you questions until you figure out what you think you need to do. That's what therapists do all the time. They will never hand you the answer and say, hey, go do this. It's too easy. You have to do the deep thinking yourself. You have to reflect personally because you are the one wearing the shoes. You're the one that knows where it hurts. And you also will be the best person to bring solution out of your situation. So yes, love, heavy metal, basket you have to deposit into it because it's important for you to do that you have to you cannot ask for what you never gave if you don't give forgiveness you cannot expect it back you shouldn't expect it back You have to be supportive for your partner. Sometimes our partners will have ridiculous ideas and you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is not going to work. But you still let them have it regardless. Because if you keep suppressing your partners, you'd have, you end up with a stranger you don't know. And you're thinking, at what point did you begin to change? Yeah, the point where you started trying to change them. When people decide to change in a marriage, from bad to good let it be their decision you can help them with the process you can teach them and walk them through the process but you deciding they need to change and running the show yourself it's not ever a good idea because not unless you're you're wasting your time and you don't want that to happen of course the whole point of marriage is a partnership it is a partnership. You, you, There's no two way around it. No one is superior to anybody because today you might think, oh, yeah, my husband is superior to me. But then there are going to be other days where he needs you to make a decision for the family. Not because he's not able to, but just because he doesn't want to, he feels like, you know what? It's not my department. So you have to also know when to step up. So you have to compliment each other in times of weaknesses. You have to compliment each other. Nobody's ever good. All square round. Nobody, nobody's ever that good. If you're lucky, you find someone that is almost perfect. Almost, almost not all the way. So please, when choosing your partner, choose your best friend. Everything else that seem difficult will become easy. It doesn't mean the problem is not there. It just means that solving the problem is a lot easier. People just think, oh yeah, I had um, a beautiful proposal. He surprised me with the ring after six months of dating. Have you done your due diligence? Because if you don't do your due diligence before you accept that ring, you would have to walk your way through a marriage you don't understand. Like I said, there is no manual. So, unless you're going to run back to your parents, you're going to run back to your shrink, you're going to. What are you going to do? How do you want to solve the problems that will come up? Because every good marriage always has problems. Your partner will leave the sock where you don't want it to be, your wife will leave the wig on the couch sometimes and you think Well that's nasty yes so if you cannot tolerate it teach them to be better if they refuse to be better then you ask yourself do I really want to go into this marriage they might my husband would say most marriages or relationships are good on paper it's just as good as the paper you put them on once you take them off they're without value because Some people are just considered to a fault. They're just all about their looks. And then I have some, I know a person. She's so beautiful. Takes the perfect selfies, the picture angles. Oh my gosh. Sometimes I feel like I wish I could have that much talent. But the lady in question has a clean living room, but a nasty bathroom how that balance that i don't understand because if your living room is clean because you expect visitors to come in do you not expect them to use a restroom so the bathroom is not in good shape but your physique is in perfect shape if you were dating someone like that you have to clean it or you just have to join her and be nasty so you see And that is just one bit of marriage. A lot of other things comes into... Deposits into your marriage. You have money. You have trust. I mentioned in one of my episodes... Do not open your partner's phone. You have no business there unless they send you there to go pick up... uh, To go look through an email for them or text message to obtain one information or the other. Do not do it. And even when they say... Yeah... Babe, please go through my phone and pick this message for me. Do not run through everything. Just go to the specific message and get out of it. You have trust. You have care. You have sympathy. you You have to be supportive of your partner. If they're religious people, you have to be able to compliment them. But if you feel like, oh, I want to stay in the world, why am I a religious person? You, you cannot keep lying to yourself and say, it's going to get better. No, you have to work on it if you're not ready to work on it. Just let it go. I have met few people in my life that would say, I didn't date that girl because she's a lot of work. It might be painful to the lady, but it's the best you can give to anybody. Honesty. Honesty is the best gift you can give to anybody. Let them know it's not their fault. You two are just not good together. It's, it's that simple. So when we are running this beautiful thing called marriage, which some people think, oh, it's a jail term, it's a prison, it's wearing a wedding ring is like an endless handcuff, whatever it is they decide to call it. I don't view marriage like that. If you can be happy to go to work, because there are some careers that people are happy to show up at work every day. If you're able to do that, you should be able to show up at your marriage like that. You should have respective words in your mouth for your spouse. If you feel like, I don't have good words right now. I have felt like that. Oh my gosh. I felt like that few times when I feel like, oh, my partner is driving me crazy. And he's asking me questions that I know that if I open my mouth, nothing is going to come out of it. And at the same time, I need to respect him. I wasn't always that good at it. I used to be rude before because I thought I just need to show how I felt. But a lot of times, it didn't end well for me. Because then I, I had an unhappy partner that feels like, Oh man, now you disrespected me. And I didn't like the fact that he felt that way. So I had to walk through a phase where... I force myself not to say anything. And then I grab my hair. Once I grab my hair, he knows I'm trying to be quiet. Then he stops talking. And I calmly say, I cannot talk to you respectfully right now. I'm trying to find good words good words to describe how I feel. I don't have any right now. Give me some time. Let me cool down. Let me go listen to some music. Let me go for a walk. When I'm calm enough to talk to you, I will talk to you. And God bless him. He allows me. In my past relationships, I wasn't that lucky. I have been with people that I don't want to talk right now. I don't have any respectful words to say to you right now. And they won't let me go. They still want to talk. And talk this very second. You know, it's. and I thought, no, I'm not going to be a better person because I'm going to have to be rude to you and all of that. It's just, it's just, it's just pretty bad. So please, want to make a deposit before making a withdrawal. Okay, I'll be back.